You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you feel like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I suck at dating with Dean Ungler and Jared Haven, an iHeartRadio podcast. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to an all-new episode of Help, I Suck at Dating. And we've got Don Deus, who's joining us, who actually writes books about having children, the first and the second. And even if you want to run a marathon, she can give you a little bit of input on that, too. Um, Don, I know we kind of talked a little bit at the top of this, but fill us in on everything you've been doing, because... The main reason you're here was to talk Jared through a lot of the probably the the, the parenting crisis that he's facing right now. But fill out, fill all the listeners in on what you go on what you uh, help people with. Um, I've written a series of books called "The No One Tells You." I started off um, writing a book. I I knew that I wanted that to be the title before I knew what the book was actually going to be about. It was about yeah. a week after I had my first baby, and I was like, I know what my next book is going to be all this no one tells you about babies. So I wrote that one. And then I wrote about toddlers and baby number two and pregnancy. And so that's kind of been my jam for a little while. So how often does it happen where you be, where you get the title before you get the the meat of the book? Very rarely. <laughs> that, that title <laughs> just sort of hit me like 85 times a day <laughs> in the yeah. first couple of weeks. So and there's a often you'll come up with the title and then the publisher will want to change it because it just doesn't like work for marketing or whatever. Uh-huh. And I was like, we're writing this into my contract that this is the title of this book. And I nice. promise you that it will sell because every parent, like those first few weeks and months are like, oh my God, there's so much no one told me. So there's so much that no one told us. Yes. Yes. I'm not yeah. sure that you can actually be. I mean, people can tell you all of it. It's something about being in it that it just all becomes very real, really, really, really quickly. So yeah, that's what I kind of wrote at that time. 
Well, it's funny, too, because there's that uh, very popular child's book called Everyone Poops. And then there's also now this very popular adult book called The Shit That No One Tells Us. <laughs> See? Full circle. Right? It's, it's, it's full circle. Very number two centric uh, baby talking books. Yes. Um, yes. Okay. So, so what inspired you to write this first book then? Uh, well, this isn't your first. This isn't your first book. And no, my first book was about training for a marathon if you're a lazy person. So I basically right. just to do like ridiculous things and then I write books about them. So parenting <laughs> was far more ridiculous than a marathon, but there's a lot of similarities, I guess. Love I mean, having a, ba- having a baby isn't a long, in a lot of ways like a marathon, I would imagine, right? It's, it's much longer than a marathon, you yeah. know, 18, 20, 30 years. So yeah, the marathon went by a lot quicker than this baby making thing has. So you're just like, you're a serial author in a lot of ways then. Yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. Okay, well, so for Jared, obviously, since he's not here, which is unfortunate because he's he's the 95% of the reason why we wanted to have you on as a guest to yes. impart some of your wisdom for him. What is the shit that no one tells you about parenting? I mean, obviously, say for, you know, we, we want to buy your book, we want to read it, like, don't spill too many details, yeah. but like... I think... Um... You know, I wrote the, my pregnancy version of the book and I included partners in it because I would get a lot of emails from dads who read my first book because, you know, I think they were attracted to the word on the cover and they're like, this right. is awesome. I'm all in. And it didn't speak really to the partners as much as um, the moms is kind of like surviving. But it was really cute because a lot of guys would reach out to me and they wanted to like figure out how to do it and how to help. And so my pregnancy one that I wrote I brought in the partners and kind of gave advice to them. So, you know, for him, I think I I wrote a list before I got on the call with you guys. And my number one rule was as a partner, never appear well rested. Like, and then also never complain about being tired because even if you're going to work and she's staying home or whatever, you're never as tired as she is. And for the partners, I think, you know, if they're breastfeeding, it's really important to get up when that baby cries and like just misery loves company. I had a friend that would get so mad at her husband. She'd be breastfeeding. Like, what's he supposed to do? He can't do anything. And he'd fall back back to sleep and she'd just be like, this guy. And she'd be (laughs) staring at him like, how dare you? And so you know, my partner got up every time that baby cried and like got the baby changed and like hand the baby to me and like got me some water and then went back to bed. So we're all suffering. Like everyone yeah. needs to suffer together. So that's kind of like the biggest piece of advice for partners is like, just go in there and, you know, suffer with the mom, basically. Well, and you, and you kind of alluded to it a little bit there, but how much did you draw from personal experience for writing the book? Oh, it's, it's a lot of my personal experience, but in this, in all of my books, I bring in other people. Like I have my moms on the front line. So I have all these different moms that I know, and I would kind of pose all the questions to them as well. Cause there's just no one way to do it. And something that works today is not necessarily going to work tomorrow with your kids. So it's always good to have lots of options and ultimately just know that like, we're all winging it and you'll figure it out. You'll figure out your baby. You're just kind of getting to know each other. And, you know, it's just a lot of trial and error especially in yeah. the beginning. Well, the whole process actually beginning, middle, and then it's all trial and error. And then also during COVID, it's like a whole nother added stress and aspect to it all. And his brother, the first ungler to have a baby. So yes. his brother's having a baby, I think next week or not this even week. A, he's not an ungler, but he's a bell, but a yes, bell, he bell, will sorry. be, I'll be an uncle for the first time. Yeah. Um, 
so I have to send this podcast episode to him to be able to prepare for it. February 8th is their uh, expected due date. So um, is there any is there any guidance in the book for being a good uncle? And <laughs> no, I would say being a good uncle, you want to give them as much space as you can. Being a good like supportive friend or uncle is, you know, kind of feeling out how much they you really want to go and like see the baby with COVID and everything. Now it's that's a whole thing. But just give people as much space as they need at the beginning and try not to like crowd them because it's just, it's super overwhelming. And if you're nearby or if you're not nearby, you could send them like a meal, DoorDash or something like that, be supportive, mm. but like, don't show up unannounced. Don't like push yourself on them because they're just like barely hanging on usually. Yeah. So. It's, it's, it's funny you mentioned that too. Cause I was staying at my brother's house for like a week up until a week ago and he was like, Dean, you got to get the hell out of here, man. Like we have a baby coming on in a week. Like we just need to like prepare for it. And we just like can't have you staying with us anymore. And yeah. in the back of my head, I'm like, I totally understand where you're coming from. But part of me was also like, oh, crap, I can't believe I'm getting kicked out of my brother's house right now. But I, I fully agree with where you're coming from. I'm trying to give them as much space as I possibly can. Yeah. Um, how about for us? So Caitlin and I, we uh, we have no children. Um, <laughs> but we. We, that's, that, that's where I was going with that one. So we, we bicker quite a bit about our parenting styles for our new dog. Um, and I'm sure obviously having a dog child and having a human child are incredibly vastly different things, but yes. I'm sure there's a lot of similarities too. Like, what do you say when, uh, maybe parents have two different, co uh, parenting styles? Like one is maybe like way too attentive and the other one's way too lax. Like, is there any like type of balance they're able to find there? I think it's great to have a pet in advance of having a kid because it kind of gets you used to instead of being these two independent people you have to work together on this project and ultimately that's what kids are if they're a group project and you have to get on the same page at least you have to pick sort of one route forward and there's a lot of compromise involved in that and having a dog is a good first step you know like because it's really not anything like having a baby but there are <laughs> compromises there's conversations there's you know you you both are caring for one thing instead of being two independent people. So, you know, there are similarities in that regard, but you know, you can't leave a kid in a crate and then like go out right. the night. <laughs> it's not, it's really looked down upon. <laughs> so it's not yeah. quite the same, but I do think it's a good first step because I remember I got a puppy before I had a baby and it was just like, mind boggling to me, the lack of freedom I had once, you know, I'm like, Oh, I got to go home. This thing's going to, cause I was living in a condo. So I'm like, this thing's going to like poop all over my house. You know, like, like I just had so much freedom. And then that animal brings you back to like responsibility. Right. And then a kid is just, you know, that times a million, but yeah, yeah. it's a good first step for sure. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes, and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The Pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight, and honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois and my life has never been the same and I love her so much and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer 
than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we, we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And, and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I, I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and, and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com adoption drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black lead brand, we make room for another black lead brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing Black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite, with just two capsules a day smart metabolic burn by brain md can kickstart your metabolism fight stubborn body fat especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey right now save over 30 percent on smart metabolic burn at getsmartburn.com the lowest price anywhere that's getsmartburn.com don't delay transform your life with smart metabolic burn from brain md these statements have not been evaluated by the food and drug administration our products are not intended to diagnose treat cure or prevent any disease. Well, it's funny you mentioned too that having a child is kind of like the penultimate uh, group project from college or high school or whatever it is. I hated hated group <laughs> projects, so I really hope that's uh, that maybe in my older older age I've gotten better with them. But uh, it, so, is there like generally one thing that? newborn parents disagree on most like is there one thing that you've seen in I don't know your discoveries or your learnings that like people tend to like butt heads on the most about I think it's just like the sleep deprivation makes you into an insane person and so (laughs) 
you just like you fight over the stupidest stuff and you just have to be like you have to give each other a lot of grace because you are not sleeping you're not bathing like it's it's dark days and so you can start fighting over just the stupidest stuff and you're having these arguments and whispers because you don't want to wake the baby you're like (laughs) and like it's just this like weirdly psychotic time and so there's not, you're usually not arguing over big stuff. It's little tiny stuff. And so heaven forbid someone knock on your door and like make that dog start barking when the kid is sleeping. Oh, it's over. Like you're screaming at each other, screaming at the person, you're like screaming at the dog. And it's just this super heightened time. So I think for guys, it's really important for them to get in there and learn and make time with their kid. Cause like, I was, I had no idea what to do with the baby when I had a baby and I would mm-hmm. constantly like hand the baby off. Cause I'm like, ah, I don't want to break her. I don't want to break her. I don't want she's like, well, heads bobbling everywhere. And so you have, nobody knows what they're doing. You're not going to break the baby. So like you need to get in there. My partner would give the baby a bath every night and just cause I was breastfeeding. And so I would go have my time alone and they would connect with baby, do a feeding every once in a while. Like you none of us know what we're doing. So you kind of have to get to know the baby. You gotta, you gotta, you know, do the learning curve early and often because it's not easy. It's not easy for anybody. So I think the biggest thing, especially for partners is to like really show up and show that you're trying, even if you're failing, just like show that you're trying and help out around the house and contribute and don't appear to be well-rested. That's number one. Don't wait. What is it? Don't tell the other parent that you're well rested. Don't appear to be well rested. Don't appear to be well rested. <laughs> and if mom is not showering, nobody's showering. Like, okay. That'll be, that's been an argument before. Like, someone walks in, they've showered. You're like, what? When, when did you have time to shower? What's like, it's like this crazy new life that you're leading that heaven forbid you take a time out of your day to shower and your partner hasn't had that opportunity and all hell can break loose. It's just little and- stuff. And how long does this last for? Like, what is, how long does that stage last for? <laughs> um, it, it lasts for a, a while. Like, it, <laughs> I don't want to, like, make anybody too scared. But once you get out of, like, the toddler years, my kids are 8 and 10 now, and they're great. It, I think probably maybe 6 and 8, we really hit a stride where... Mm. They, Six years. <laughs> well, but there's there was two of them. So there would be a lot of, like, you know just poking at each other and being brats yeah. together. And so now they're just fine. They're just, they're good kids, but three, four year olds are not the funnest. <laughs> so once you get past three, four years old, they kind of get into, they're just, they become little humans. They're just, they're not quite humans until that age. And there's a lot of emotion. They don't know how to process. There's a lot of screaming yeah. by them. You're living with like an insane person. So you're like, why yeah. are you screaming? They don't know why they're screaming. And then everybody's super stressed out, but as far as partners go, you kind of get into your groove early and figure it out. Hopefully by year three and four, you're not still <laughs> fighting over the same stuff because you figured it out, you know? Yeah. Well, so you mentioned breastfeeding earlier too, how like when the mom is breastfeeding and the dad can't really do much about it, like the dad goes off and goes to sleep. Is there anything that the dad can do to like help either the breastfeeding process or like, let's say the mother is exhausted and the baby is hungry. Like, is there anything that the husband can do or the father can do in that case? Like, you can always, you, it just kind of depends on the mom as far as what she wants to do. Um, mm-hmm. You can always encourage her to pump between feedings and freeze the milk. And then you can give a feeding. If you can give like one feeding a night, you'll be a godsend. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
also just if, if that's not a possibility, then do the dishes, do the laundry. Because stuff like for some reason, this little thing makes more laundry than seems entirely mm. even possible. But they're just like you put something on and they're like, you're gone. And you're like, all right, next thing. So do the laundry, do the dishes, do things to, to make it easier in other areas. And like I said, keep her little like breastfeeding section well stocked water magazines ipad like make sure she has everything when she has because it's you basically are just like chained to that chair because you have to breastfeed this kid for hours you know yeah so yeah and insist on trying to take a feeding now and again if she'll if she'll pump and like or formula feed if you guys want a formula feed now and again yeah well jared i hope you're listening to this because it sounds like a lot of very good advice um it sounds like your first born was a girl was your second born also a girl boy oh boy okay so obviously it's different because you had the boy after already having the girl but did you notice a difference in like the early stages with either the boy or the girl um i noticed difference in early stages in me Uh because i was a mess with my first one i was just like i had no idea what i was doing i was so nervous i was so wanting every stage to come quick like i just when is she gonna sleep when's she gonna do this when she and i was just like so crazy and so worried about something bad happening. And I didn't know what to do with kids or babies. Like they're just completely foreign. So when my second came, I was just a completely different person. And he was a, a different baby. Um, he was a little easier, but I'm not even sure if he was easier. I think I was just calmer. I wasn't. Yeah. If he didn't sleep, I was like, eh, well, you'll sleep eventually. He would, yeah. He's going to fall asleep here. Good. You're staying there. That's where you're staying. When I'm not moving you, I'm not doing like. I wasn't trying to follow any rules. I was just like, we're just going to roll with it. And so I'd be up all night with him, but I wasn't like stressed out about it. I knew eventually he'd sleep and everything would eventually happen. So I was just much more present with him because I wasn't as nervous. I knew everything would be okay. Less nervous, more callous. You've been through the ring of fire before. So you know exactly what to expect and you could deal with it. No problem. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, they're different babies they have different issues, but like even things like breastfeeding, I could do it the second time. It wasn't this learning curve. I knew, I knew how to operate a baby. He was different, but it wasn't as difficult. And they're, they are very different humans. It's very, it's very fun. Um, the difference between a boy and a girl, my boy and a girl, there's other people that have boys and girls that aren't, you know, your standard boy and girl, but She's just this sensitive little ball of love and light. And he's just like, you know, fart jokes and like it's video games. And it's just so funny because he's such a sensitive boy, but also he relies heavily on fart jokes. And that's just nice. <laughs> I mean, as, as a 30 year old man, I still rely pretty, pretty heavily yeah. on fart jokes. So I see where yeah, he's coming from. The stuff he throws out, you're just like, all right, well, that's just yeah. born in. That is just born in, but yeah. he entertains me constantly. So yeah, it's fun. <laughs> True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes, and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The Pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight, and honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois and my life has never been the same and I love her so much and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners 
say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we, we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And, and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I, I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and, and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com adoption drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Full disclosure, I'm not really too keen on having kids, but Kaylin is. And so I'm going to, I feel like I've been asking a lot of questions. I want her to ask some questions now. I mean, my biggest thing, I don't know. I feel like you asked them all. <laughs> I, I also don't know if I want to have kids. I just did a fertility test to see if I can even have them, but found out I'm fertile enough. Maybe, <laughs> potentially. Fertile enough. Step one. <laughs> Step one. I don't know. I just have such a fear of children and like hearing all the horror stories, but obviously like they do bring such a light into your life, but I'm just terrified. And hearing these stories, I'm like, will we ever sleep again? Will we ever be able to lead normal lives again? Have sex again? It's like all sorts of questions. How old are you guys? Early thirties? 
He's 30. I'm 26. Oh, you're still very young. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, no, like it's, there's no rush, you know, it's not like you're 40 and you're like, oh, I literally, I've got a ticking clock here. I mean, you have plenty of time to, I think I had my second when I was 35. Um, yeah, there's pros and cons to doing it earlier and later. When you do it a little later, like I did, you were very conscious of what you're missing out on because <laughs> you had this amazing life before. And then it's kind of, but like I said, it, it, we all settled in, you know, like I, I always tell them there, they were a ton of work. And I always tell them like, I had to give up caffeine and sushi and that's about it. Caffeine and sushi were the big thing that I had to give up to, um, <laughs> to have them. And they were like, oh, because they know that's like my whole life. That's 95% of my diet is caffeine <laughs> and sushi. Yeah. So I always tell them, you know, the things I gave up, I didn't sleep for five years. And they know I love that too. And then I'm like, but you guys are worth every second of it. You know, it, they, it's a weird thing because yes, it's the hardest thing you'll ever do. And then the best thing you'll ever do, you know, and it's definitely front loaded with the hard part. <laughs> and then it, it gets into these really amazing times when you're just watching these little humans that you created become humans and you to like witness that. So yeah, I think it's worth it, but it is like, you have to go into it knowing it's going to be really, really hard in the beginning and eventually it'll be worth it. I think people always say, you know, it gets better, it gets better. And you're just like, okay, if it's not better by like midnight, then I don't want to talk about it. You know, it's <laughs> like, you're not helpful. I haven't slept yeah. or bathed in two weeks. Like, I don't want to hear about it getting better right now. It's, it's not awesome. So it does get better though. As cliche as that sounds. Yeah. And the crazy thing about it, it seems to me from the outside looking in is like, you just, you never get a break. Like when you go to work, you go to work for 40 to 60 hours a week, whatever it is. And then the other hours of the week, you get to like, just not even worry about work. But when you have a kid, there's no off time. Like you're constantly thinking about him. You're constantly doing stuff for him and all that kind of stuff. It just, uh, it seems like a lot. (laughs) Yes, it is a lot. That's why I always say the partners and maybe if there's somebody staying home and someone going to work, the one going to work. So it's like, Oh, I got to go to work and I got to come home and Mm -hmm. being home with that baby the whole time is so much more exhausting than going to work. Like I used to yeah. love, we would have a sitter three days a week and I just be like, here you go. And I get like, you know, six hours to work. And I'm like, Oh, this is awesome. Cause it's just time to just sort of decompress. And, um, yeah, I do think one of the biggest parts is the consciousness of that other human constantly. That's a huge thing to carry around with you is that you don't, you can't really prepare for that. You know, yeah. like you're just sort of always thinking about them and if they're okay and their well-being. I don't know what I'm going to do when they're like in college or even in high school. My friends and I from high school were like, yeah, they're not ever leaving the house because of the amount of crap. The stuff we got into, I'm like, nope, nope, they're not leaving the house. Like it just, that's going to be, that's going to be super hard when they're outside of your reach, you know? We've been, uh, we've been watching Euphoria lately and that's all I can think about the entire time (laughs) is like, man, these parents don't even know what their kids are up to. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole nother, like, uh, yeah. I don't it's even a whole to... nother book. The yeah, no one tells like... you about high schoolers. <laughs> yeah. That's like just a whole nother level because they're just sort of outside of your ability to, to hold and keep safe, you know? So that's yeah. scary. Well, I've got a question for you. So Kayla mentioned it a little bit earlier, um, about sex after birth. I, do you mention that in your book at all? Like when you feel is like a good time? I mean, obviously like there's a lot of conversations to be had around that, but is there like a general rule of thumb for that? I think there's a general, um, like medical time that you're supposed to wait. I think it's six weeks or something like that. I mean, Mm -hmm. it probably depends on whether 
if you have a C-section or natural birth, um, really it's up to the woman because <laughs> yeah, for sure. there's a huge part of when, especially when you're breastfeeding, but even after you breastfeed the toddler stages, you have these humans on you. Like they just are on you all the time. <laughs> there's, it's a weird, even like, you know, I don't know how big your dog is, but you know, like my dog, my little lap dog, I'd sit down and like sit on me. Sometimes it'd like, you know, lick your face and like that, but cute, like kids will just come up and just, they're just like this all the, they're constantly touching you. And then you miss it when they stop doing that, you know, when they don't want to, you know, hug them and you're just like, Oh, but women can get to a point at the end of the day where they're very touched out and they're like, do not come near me. And it has nothing to do with you. It's just, Oh my God, if another human touches me today, I'm going to lose my mind. So it's really about sort of navigating her and making and not making her feel like you're pressuring her and you'll probably get a lot farther if you give her space and like be very attentive to knowing that that's what she's dealing with and you're probably dealing with the two you know there's something about like put the baby down and you're just like oh so yeah I don't think there's any one right answer but I do think it's important to stay connected you know and that you can start to really disconnect because you're just so tired and at the end of the day that's sometimes doesn't think it's not a priority because you're just like, I just want to go to sleep. Yeah. So it's really has to be a conscious effort between the two of you to stay connected. Sometimes that's just date night, you know, sometimes it's not sex. Sometimes it has to start with like the two of you leaving the baby with someone and going and just having a conversation and not talking about the baby, not talking about the baby's poop, not talking about anything, (laughs) just like just talking to each other like humans, like you used to do, you know? Right, right. I think, yeah, it really just boils down to communication every step of the way, it sounds like. Um, well, Don, thank you so much for joining us. I'm so bummed that Jared wasn't here because he like, he could have benefited and he will benefit because he's going to listen back to this on Spotify, uh, on iTunes, or wherever he gets his podcasts. But uh, he's going to tune in. He's going to learn a lot from you. If you want to learn more from Don Deus, be sure to check out her book, The Shit No One Tells You. And your sequel to that, which it, oh, what is the name of the sequel to that? Um, well, there's no one tells you about pregnancy. No one tells you about toddlers and no toddlers. one tells you about baby number two. I stopped baby number at, two. I stopped at two. <laughs> I don't recommend more than that. I mean, it's, it sounds like it's only been six years. So there still might be a number three at some point, you know, who knows? Yeah, you never know. You never know. What um, happen. Before we say goodbye to you, do you just have one piece of advice for the listeners? Like one general piece of advice? It doesn't, it, it can be super general. It can be specific, whatever you want. Just one piece of advice, like parting words. I think the thing that people connect with, with my books is that um, it's just honest that it's really hard. And I think, you know, you're, you're told that this is this little miracle that you're bringing home and you feel really bad if you're looking at this miracle and you're like, oh my God, this is ridiculous. This is the hardest thing I've ever done. And my life has been blown up and that's all okay to think, you know, it's, it's okay if it's hard, it's supposed to be hard, but doing it right. It's very, very hard. So I think that it is beneficial to everyone to know that it's going to get better, but it's going to be really hard and it's hard for all of us. Well, that's great advice. I'll tell you what though, Don, the very first book of yours I'm going to pick up is how to run it. Uh, wait, the shit that no one tells you about running a marathon instead of the shit that no one tells you about everything else. So <laughs> yeah. I think, I think I'll run a marathon before you know, the other stuff happens. Yeah, hopefully. Do that first. I highly recommend doing that instead of having a baby. Oh, hopefully, hopefully. Um, thank you so much for joining us again for the listeners out there. Check her out, Don Deus and check out her. It sounds like you got like so many books and I'm sure we'll see a lot more from you. Um, coming down the line. So I appreciate you joining us and uh, thanks for imparting all your wisdom on us. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. See ya.
Follow Help by Socket Dating on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with Black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.